Hello and welcome to the first episode of season three of the Beauty Business Podcast. And this is officially episode number 25. And boy, have I got an amazing episode for you to kick off season three. Now, if you don't know, this is the show for the health and beauty industry, particularly you independents out there. I'm here to connect you to the people, the tools, the tips and advice to help get your beauty business, salon, clinic or spa to where you want it to be. Now, if you're new around here, then let me introduce myself. My name is Adam Chatterley. I am your host here on the Beauty Business Podcast, and I'm on a mission to help mobile therapists, home salons, estheticians, and also independent salons, clinics, and spas to reach their business goals through simple, practical, and focused business information ideas and tips. We're all about the foundations here of building an incredible, profitable, and stress-free beauty business. Okay, so I'm joined today by a very special guest indeed. She's a fully qualified esthetician, spa consultant, trainer, mentor, entrepreneur, and speaker, and her name is Daniela Warner. Now, Daniela is the founder of Addo Aesthetics, which is a company dedicated to elevating the spa industry as a whole. She's worked closely with brands such as Skin Medica, SkinCeuticals, IS Clinical, and Sente, and has spearheaded major product launches globally for these brands. But today, Daniela is here to talk about all things selling retail product. Now, this episode was supposed to be a fairly simple conversation about the challenges of selling retail products in today's health and beauty industry, with a few tips thrown in there for some good measure. But it actually ended up being an amazing mini masterclass in retail sales, including some incredibly powerful mindset shifts to entirely reframe how you see the whole selling process. And I'm putting selling in inverted commas there, plus some super practical tips on massively increasing your retail sales. Now, just a quick heads up, I'm adding another element to the Beauty Business Podcast this season. The week following each podcast episode, I'll be hosting a Facebook Live to dive deeper into the topic and answer any specific questions that you might have following on from the episode. So listen to the end of this episode for more details about this. Right, let's get started, shall we? Grab yourself a notepad and your favorite drink, unless you're driving, of course, and get ready for a retail masterclass from the retail rock star herself. Welcome to the show, Daniela Warner. Thank you so much for having me. Excited to be here. Uh, brilliant to have you now. Okay, so you and I became friends uh, last year after we met at a conference out in sunny California, which I have mentioned a couple of times already in this season. And it just goes to show that you can go to an event that's not even remotely linked to your own industry and still come away with some amazing contacts don't you think oh i was thrilled by that i actually um apart from you ended up meeting three other people in the spa industry that i just never thought that that would happen at a, a business conference but yes it's it's amazing it is it's fantastic now um, and since then, actually, you very kindly asked me to be part of your incredible team of experts serving your own Facebook group, which I'm very much enjoying. So I have to publicly thank you for that, Daniela. Of course. And you're doing a great job. I think that um, our community over there, as of right now, we have over 14,000 aesthetic experts and growing every single day. And they are just loving your expertise and um, it's really nice to have a male perspective in there. We've got a lot of females, and so it's nice to kind of balance it out. And you've got some amazing tips on metrics and um, just always very, very valuable advice. So we're thrilled to have you in there. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's, it's such a vibrant uh, group that, you know, 
I'll look at it, not, you know, I'll leave it for an hour and I'll go back and there's like 50 more posts on there. So it's like trying to keep up with the thing is the hard part. Yeah. (laughs) Tell me about it. (laughs) Now, before we dive into today's topic, which we'll get to in a minute, I'd love it if you wouldn't mind just giving us a little bit more information about you. Come on, kind of fill everyone in on your background, your journey, and really what's led you to to what it is that you do now. Sure. So um, I am a licensed esthetician and I've been in the industry for about 12 years now. I started as a solo esthetician, then I moved into working at spas. I worked at the Spa Grande at, Grand, at the Grand Wailea, which is like a 50,000 square foot, just amazing, amazing spa. Um, and then I moved into the world of medical aesthetics. And for the majority of my career, I have been practicing in dermatology offices, plastic surgeons offices, um, and med spas. And uh, from in about two, it was... I believe 2014, I decided to start my own business. I started a consulting and training company called Addo Aesthetics. Um, Addo in Latin means to inspire. And that was really my mission to inspire the aesthetics community, to really teach the business skills and the sales skills that are that are not really taught in aesthetic school. And so... Um, I was lucky enough and and feel so honored to have worked with some of the top physician dispensed skincare brands in the world. I've I've spoken for and done several trainings for Skin Medica, SkinCeuticals, IS Clinical, Sente. I'm partnering with Elastin on some products or projects. So I do a lot of training and education for these physician dispensed skincare brands and now have trainings in 82 countries around the world. So um, that is my what I'm up to now. And I also do uh, I, what I'm really known for is retail. So that's my zone of genius. I love working with estheticians and teaching them how to incorporate retail sales to really help them build their business and, and earn the money that they deserve. Amazing. Now, so you've you've very much more than hinted there on what we're going to be discussing today, which is um, everything retailing. But what was it that what was it that made you really kind of focus on that particularly? So it's it was kind of one of those things that I guess I say it just happened, but it's nothing really just happens when you look back at your journey. Um, retail was always something that I was very, uh, I always had very high retail to service percentage when I would manage it. My retail sales were very high, um, but it was because I personally had such a great experience with retail products. So when I was 23, um, I had really bad acne and I had really bad acne, not because um, of anything in particular. It was kind of one of these, I had amazing skin all through high school and college. And then I got off of birth control. And when I got off of the birth control, my skin just went bananas. And that's something that happens to a lot of women. Um, you know, birth control is used for so many different things, for irregular periods, for hormonal imbalances, as well as for, you know, uh, preventing pregnancy. And so a lot of people are on it. And when they get off of it, it can really just wreak havoc on your skin. And that's what happened to me. And so I had tried so many different things from Eastern medicine to Western medicine and just, uh, you know, all the, um, 
the topicals and the, the antibiotics and everything and, and nothing was working. And I felt like, um, you know, as I was going through this journey, trying to figure it out, skincare was a really important piece for me. And so I have a really deep belief in the power of topical skincare partnered with the treatments that you're receiving in a spa. I see. So, so that's actually going to say, we're probably going to get into this at some point, but that must change your whole view on, on retail in terms of, because I think a lot of people see it as um, almost slightly bothersome to clients and things like that. But, you know, having that experience must completely change how you feel about retailing to, to clients who come into a clinic or come into a spa. Absolutely. I feel like if you don't tell them about the products, uh, then you are just, you're not doing your job. You're not serving them fully. It's one of the analogies that I use in my um, trainings is, you know, going to the gym, you know, think of your skincare treatments that you receive at a spa, at the spa as going to the gym. And then your healthy, you know, the healthy diet is equivalent to the home care products that you're using. So if you go to the gym, but you go home and you eat McDonald's every day, <laughs> you're not going to get anywhere. You know, it's, it's really, really important to incorporate that piece. And, and I believe in it so much. And when you look at, um, you know, a lot of the physician dispensed lines and, and even some of the spa grade lines as well, they have clinical studies that prove that this works. I mean, you can look at the histology slides and see the difference in the ECM, in the um, extracellular matrix, we call it the ECM. You can see the change in the dermal epidermal junction. You can see the collagen and elastin changing. And that is, that is science. That is medicine standing behind you that is proved by these, these studies that have been done. So it, it does make changes in your skin. Amazing. I have no idea what half of those terms mean, <laughs> but it sounds like you know exactly what you're talking about. So um, let's get on to the topic today then. Let's talk a bit more about retailing because it is such a such a constantly hot topic in the industry you know it's one of those love or hate things there's a lot of people that love it because they're great at it there's a lot of people that almost feel like it shouldn't be something that should be done in the spas and 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 every kind of feeling in between so what i want to do i want to really start off and just kind of reset the whole framing really and, and get you to to help people understand really think about why retail is important for a health and beauty business and for independent estheticians and beauty therapists as a as a part of what it is that they do as a part of their business so first and foremost it's going to benefit your clients and patients so that's that's you know we everything that i do in a spa i ask myself three questions is this going to benefit the patient or client is this going to benefit the esthetician or the practitioner who is ever providing the service, the beauty therapist. And is this going to benefit the spa? So I want to have a yes to all three of those things before I move forward with any decisions. So that's what I would always, when I was working as a spa director, that's what I would ask myself. And so with retailing, is it going to benefit the patient? Absolutely. Is it going to benefit the esthetician or the beauty therapist? Absolutely. Right. Because the majority of spas pay a commission on retail products. So it's benefiting them financially. And it's also going to create a a relationship of trust between the beauty therapist and the client. And, you know, because they're helping them reach their skincare goals. And then for the spa, obviously, it's going to increase profitability. And so, you know, here in the States, 
the majority, and I, I think maybe you have a question about this in the future, but um, I'm going to just address it really quickly right now. Sure. Yeah, uh, no, absolutely. When we look at uh, medical spas in the United States, the average retail to service percentage is usually around five to seven percent, which is very, very low overall as a spa. The the good spas, the spas that are really paying attention to retail can be as high, like a good spa I would consider at 30%, a really good spa can be at 50%, and some are even higher than that. So we're talking about spas that are generating $300,000, a year in retail sales alone. So, um, you know, it's, I think that that's a pretty good reason, um, you know, when you have that much revenue coming in, you're not only going to be able to have better equipment, create a better customer experience for your clients, you know, you're going to be able to pay your practitioners a higher rate. It's just a, an all around good thing. Plus, when your when your clients are purchasing their retail products from you, then they're going to you're going to have increased touch points. So they'll be in more frequently, which also studies have shown will bring them in to get more treatments. So it's a win win win. Now I love that there because you you actually there was two points you made there that almost um, kind of go against what I think a lot of people actually feel. One of them was you said that it will actually increase the the trust that. Uh, happens between a client and the therapist where I think a lot of the time therapists think that it will damage the trust because um, you know selling something to them but I think they're thinking of sales in the wrong way there but and also you said retailing will actually bring people back more often and again I think people think oh well if I retail to them they're going to be worried that you know I'm going to try and sell them something next time and I think it's a real mindset shift mindset shift thing isn't it it's it's I think people are thinking of sales in this kind of negative way rather than in this very positive way, like like you talk about it as as actually, you know, helping clients to to continue with the the benefits they gain from the treatment. Yeah, and I'd like to address something that you just said. Um, so a lot of spas you will find, and a lot of times when I do trainings, the the mindset of the esthetician or the beauty therapist is to well, if I can just sell one product, yeah. <laughs> you know, if I can just get one product and a lot, you know, a lot of spas will teach that, you know, just get one every time. I am completely against that. That is absolutely not the way that I do it. So when I was practicing and, and what I would do and now what I train on and, and some people don't agree with this and that's fine, but this is what works for me and what has worked for me. Um, in the past and and through trainings that I've done, I actually, when my client comes in for the first time, I will go through and do a mini consult with them. So mm -hmm. depending on, you know, if you work in a medical spa, a lot of times you have an entire, you know, 45 minutes to an hour to talk with your client about their treatment plan and maintenance plan and products and so on. In day spas, a lot of times you don't have that, but you do have it you still have an opportunity to create a consult within the treatment, even if you only have five minutes to talk. Right. Yeah. So, um, when I'm talking about, when I'm talking with my client, I will always recommend the entire product reg regimen from the beginning. So they will on their first visit, they will know what I want them to be using in the AM and what I want them to be using in the PM. And sometimes those regimen, Imagine it costs a thousand bucks. You go through it's a it's a high 
ticket thing. It's, you know, I want you to do step one, step two, step three, step four in the AM. Here's one, two, three, four in the PM. And I will actually write this out for them, give it to them so that they have the instructions. I'm sh I have the products on the counter in front of them, you know, so it's, it's really like a mindset thing. Like you are coming to me as the skincare specialist, as the expert. And what I want to do to help you reach your skincare goals is first, you're going to do these treatments to address your, your skincare concern. Then you're going to do these treatments as far as maintenance to keep your skin where you want it. And this is your home care regimen that I want you to use on an AM and PM basis. So you're, you're taking charge, but in a, in a gentle and respectful way. And people like to feel taken care of. People like to feel that you care about their skincare as much as they do. Yeah. I mean, just that whole way that you talk about that, you know, doing the consult kind of and, and telling them what they need to be doing. You're not trying to sell them a product, like you say. You're trying to just tell them what to do. And that might involve the whole range. Um, I've heard it explained in such a way that if you go to the dentist and he tells you you need to use a particular type of toothpaste or you need to change the way that you're brushing, you just do it because he's the expert and you do what you're told mm -hmm. um because you you want the best for for your teeth and for your health so um so it shouldn't be any different for for estheticians and for beauty therapists in that way and to address the fear of sounding salesy which a lot of like who wants to sound like a used car salesman right i mean that's like <laughs> nobody <laughs> nobody wants to and we are that is not why we got into this industry you know so many estheticians and beauty therapists we we have this deep caring for our clients and patients. And so many of us, for whatever reason we got into this industry, many of us have stories of having bad skin in the past or having, you know, and so we have a lot of empathy for our patients and clients. And, and so the last thing that we would ever want is for them to think that we're just in it just to push product on them, you know, but when you shift your perspective and instead of being, salesy, you're focusing purely on education. So you're educating them on what those products are. Like I tell my coaching clients, every single client that you're speaking to, you should pretend like it's your mom or your sister or your best friend. And if you remove the financial piece, right, because you're not your patient's accountant, you are not their financial advisor, it is not your job to be in their bank account. It is your job to tell them what is going to be the absolute best thing for their skin? And so treating every patient like that and educating them, you know, I want you to use a growth factor in the morning and antioxidant, uh, you know, going through Skin Medica does this thing called grass theory, right? And so grass theory stands for growth factor, retinoid, antioxidant, specialty product, and sunscreen. And so every single um, client should have those primary ingredients in their skincare regimen. And so if you take that and you explain to a patient or a client, Hey, I have you on a growth factor because growth factors trick your skin into acting younger. They make a 30 year old skin act like a 20 year old skin and kind of explain what growth factors they're wound healers. Right. And so, um, I know we're not going to get into a whole science lesson here, but to be like <laughs> very quick, if you think of, you know, acne, if you think of red spots, if you think of brown spots, um, lines and wrinkles, these are all injuries in your skin. And so your body looks at that as an injury. And so when you have a growth factor, which is a, a, 
essentially a chain of proteins that their primary job is to heal the skin, that's what they're going to do. So it's going to be beneficial. You know, retinoids, increase cellular turnover, antioxidants, protect your skin against the sun and fight free radical damage. So there's, we're educating our clients on why these are important and what the best regimen would be for them. And then the ball's in their court for, you know, we let them uh, decide what is going to work for them or not. Yes, there's so much sense in what you're saying there. That's incredible. But now we've we've sort of kind of touched on this slightly in, in, in what we've already talked about, but you know, why do so many salon owners, clinic owners, therapists, and estheticians struggle with retail sales? In your experience, what is it that is holding people back? Um, confidence, uh, lack of education, which kind of pulls into the confidence. Um, so I do a lot of coaching and I do a lot of one-on-one coaching and it's, it is again, primarily with, um, med spas, uh, they, the owners will hire me to work with their team. And what I've found is that if you're working in medical aesthetics, you're expected to just know everything. And that's not the case. (laughs) You know, I think, oh, I'm in this, I'm working in a medical environment. I'm supposed to know exactly what a growth factor is. I'm supposed to know exactly what the ECM is and all these like sciencey terms that are, you know, and the thing is so many people don't know and they don't know, they're afraid to admit that they know. And, you know, the thing is in this industry, what I love so much about it is that it's constantly, there's always something new to learn. There's, there's millions of things that I don't know about this industry or that I don't know about skincare. And I've been in the industry for 12 years, you know? So I think that to go back and answer your question, people are, you don't know what you don't know. And if you don't know how powerful these products are and the changes that they can make in the skin, if you don't believe in them, you don't have the confidence to recommend them. So a quick example would be like, if you have a product that you've used and you love it, like it's made such a change, it's going to be so easy to recommend that because you truly believe in it. Um, but if you don't believe in it, then you're just going to feel like you're try you're that used car salesman, right? So the work goes into educating yourself so that you believe in it. And you never, never, never recommend a product to a client or patient that you don't 100% believe in yourself. So your work as the beauty therapist is to educate yourself, learn about what these ingredients are, look at, you know, play with the products, be a product junkie, you know, like, <laughs> gosh, if you could see what my bathroom sink looks like, it's, it's overwhelming, but it's, you know, it's like, I know what this texture feels like, and is this brand cosmetically elegant and, and so on, you know, so it's, it makes a big difference for that. Awesome. And I guess there's also, there's the, the, it's the education from the sales point of view as well. A lot of what you've already talked about changing the way that people are viewing sales as well would would give people that extra confidence absolutely yeah focusing on it's not about sales it's about educating it's about sharing the information just like you would if you were talking to your friend or your mom you know obviously like in a professional manner but you know you want to think about it in that way yeah i think that's really really good advice now one other thing that i i hear a lot from salon and clinic owners when talking about retail um is that they always bring up that it can be purchased more cheaply from department stores, from shopping channels, or even online. And 
I get asked a lot, you know, how a salon supposed to compete when the client can get the information from them, but go and buy products cheaper somewhere else. Yeah. So the internet's not going away, right? I mean, that's, no. that is, the internet <laughs> is here to stay. So um, you've got a couple of options. And, and I think that anytime, you know, one of my, really my philosophies in life is that anytime there's a bump in the road, you can look at that as, you know, something that's going to stop you, or you can look at it as an opportunity. And I choose to look at anything that is a bump in the road as an opportunity. How can I learn from this? How can I grow from this? How can I shift the perspective and make it positive? So we do the same thing with products and the internet. So one thing that you can do, the really simple solution is you private label. You know, a lot of people are switching into a private label model um, where they are, you know, carrying their own skincare brand from a, a lab. And that's fine. You know, you have a higher profit margin. There's a lot of, uh, there's pros and cons to everything, right? So when you go with an already created, established line, you're going to have the support from that company. You're going to have the support from that rep. You're going to have the brand recognition. So there's a lot of really great things uh, from that aspect that you wouldn't necessarily have from a private label. Um, the other option, you know, is really focusing on the relationship and the high touch customer service that you're able to offer that Amazon is not. So, you know, there is always going to be people that are going to be, you know, uh, uh, quote unquote, I mean, no offense to Groupon, but like your Groupon, um, clients they're all they care about is price and they're going to go they're not going to be loyal to you regardless you know so that's not the kind of clientele that we're looking to build we're wanting to establish long-term clients that we're building relationships with and creating a customized regimen and and i get this question a lot you know it always when i start my trainings i say what's your biggest struggle right now with retail sales and and, and the internet always comes up and so I'd say, think about your best clients, the ones that are bringing you Christmas cards or Hanukkah cards or whatever, holiday cards, you know, like all of these things. And would they ever purchase something online? And the answer is no. They're always like, no, of course not. Well, what's the difference with that person? It's the relationship that you have. So you want to really focus on how can you make them feel so valued and make them feel like a part of your spa, so a brand that they're really loyal to. Um, and so then you can get into how are you following up with them? What kind of um, things are you doing to make them feel special? How are you, are you using their first name? You know, I mean, that's, that's like customer service 101, but um, <laughs> yeah, it really is. <laughs> you know, all of those kind of things I think are really important. And just one real quick example that I want to use. Um, there is a, a woman in one of my groups who she owns a spa and she's in a small town and she was having trouble competing with online. And she started doing free delivery Fridays. She had her assistant deliver products to the home on Fridays. And like, how convenient is that? Right? Like if you are, think if you're like a busy working mom, like myself, you know, it's the last thing you want to think about doing is heading over to the spa to pick up your skincare. But if your skincare, you know, rep or specialist calls and says, Hey, 
I noticed that you must be getting low on this. Um, I can bring some over to your house on Friday, you know, just, it would be my pleasure. Like who would say no to that? You know, that's like <laughs> the most convenient thing ever. It's like personalized Amazon. <laughs> yes. Yes. There you go. Love it. That's brilliant. I love that. That's great. Okay. So another one, another big one that I'm sure you, you hear a lot as well is I don't have time to sell, you know, therapists are in and out of treatments. Um, as let's face it, this is the core of what they do. It's where they focus, where the focus of their income comes from. And if they're solo estheticians, then it's what they're paid for. It's, it's, it's how they make their money. So how can this kind of lack of time be overcome? And would you, would you always recommend to, uh, business owners to actually allow time for selling within a treatment? Yeah. So there's, um, two different answers to this. So first I'm going to address if you're a solo esthetician and then I'll okay. address if you are a spa owner. Perfect. Um, so if you are a solo esthetician, um, I want you to think about the amount of commission that you, so people are always thinking, oh, I do my appointments, you know, maybe I give myself 10 minutes or 15 minutes in between because I'm not making money for that time. But if mm -hmm. you look at the amount of money and if you track this, and I know you're a big metrics guy, right? So you're oh, yeah. believing in all of the tracking. <laughs> and, and I would challenge anyone who is questioning this to try it for one month, to try giving yourself a half an hour between treatments. And instead of doing five facials, maybe you're doing four or whatever it is, but you're giving yourself the time to actually sell the regimen. Okay. And when you do that, um, you know, I'm thinking of one gentleman, his name's Gregory Dillon. He has a spa in West Hollywood and he gives mm -hmm. himself 30 minutes between clients and his retail, he just hit six figures last year. And wow. a huge percentage of that is because of retail. So he, if you think about, it's not that you're not earning money. If you're actually consulting with them, giving them the full AM PM regimen, making them feel like this is a really customized regimen for you. I'm committed to getting your skin to where you want it, making sure you're following up with them. If you sold a, you know, even if it's a $500 regimen, you just made $250, right? Yeah. In half an hour. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's probably more than what you would make in a facial. So, yeah, absolutely. you know, if you're charging, say you're charging a hundred dollars a facial and just to, for easy numbers, you're making $50, um, you know, or you're paying yourself $50 or whatever you decide your commission is. And that's one hour of work. Mm -hmm. If you are selling skincare and you're giving yourself 30 minutes to do a consult and you, when you get good at it and then you're making $250, it's kind of crazy not to give yourself the time to sell and you're not going to, not everyone's going to buy a $500 regimen. I'm not like my head's not in the clouds <laughs> thinking that, you know, I get it, but I've done a facial $500, done another yeah. facial $500, <laughs> but it is possible, you know, that, and what happens is that sometimes you have your clients who come in for quarterly facials, right? They're going to come in only four times a year, but if they're yeah. hooked on the good products, they're going to be coming in every other month. And if you're focused on that relationship and doing your, you know, Friday deliveries and keeping track of when they should be running out of product and 
reaching out to them before and saying, hey, I know you must be getting low. I'm, I'd be happy to send some over your way before they are like completely out of product and think, oh, I'll just get something at Target or I'll just order something on Amazon. It's anticipating their needs before they realize that they're in need. That's how you're yeah. going to give them the best service. And um, so that's for solos. For okay. spa owners or med spa owners, it's a little bit different because you're obviously like the costs are different in running a business and so on. And you want to, you know, maximize efficiency. Um, but I'm going to just tell my own personal story. When I was working at Bellasante, which is a three location day spa med spa, I was working as director of medical services there. And um, so I oversaw the medical division for the three locations. I had 200 employees essentially under me um, working on, uh, for, it, it, I was responsible for sales and education training for the medical um, division, and I was seeing patients. And wow. I, I loved it. It was an amazing, amazing <laughs> job, amazing place. If anyone's in Boston, go check them out. Um, but I made about $1,500 a month just in retail sales commissions. Wow. So, and that was, and we had 10 minutes in between appointments. So, what happened and what I would do is when my client would come in, I would, you know, kind of be consulting with them from when I would, uh, you know, you pick them up in the area and say, oh, so-and-so, you know, come on back. You walk them back to the room and I'm talking with them at that point. I'm, when they're in the treatment room, I tell them, hey, I've got you booked for this you know, I think this is a great treatment for you. I ask them what their primary concern is. I reiterate that the treatment that they're getting is the right treatment for them. You know, I'm just kind of chit-chatting with them during the cleansing process. And then my magic uh, question to every single patient, new and existing, I ask every time because it changes every time, how would you like to enjoy your service? Would you like to, would you like for me to explain to you step-by-step step what I'm doing and tell you what I'm seeing along with my recommendations, or would you prefer to relax throughout the treatment and I can talk to you about everything at the end? So I'm putting the ball in their court. And what that does is a couple of things. First, you're getting permission to make the, the recommendations. They're knowing, they're going to know that you are making recommendations and it's either going to happen throughout the service or it's going to happen at the end of the service. Yeah. And, but it's giving them the opportunity to say, you know what? I really don't want to talk during my service. I want to zone <laughs> out. I want to relax. I, you know, it's really like I'm a busy mom and, you know, this is my only me time. And the last thing I want to do is hear everything that's going on with my skin. I want some time and I get it. Yeah. Yeah. And and so, and the reason it's important to do it for every single time is because sometimes your clients want to talk and sometimes they don't. And either one is okay. It's about them. What's going to give them the best experience? And so when they, if they say they want to zone out, then you let them. And at the end of the service, you sit down. I would always kind of move my chair over while they're still laying down so they can lay there and still relax and be on the warm bed and everything. But then I would say, you know, I noticed this with your skin, maybe your skin is dehydrated, it's winter, whatever it is. And I would go through and make my recommendations. Now, if they're a new patient, everything is going to be written down the AM and PM regimen. If they are not 
not a new patient. Um, I've already made my recommendation for them. And because I, you know, like to be prepared, I've reviewed their chart or their notes ahead of time. So I know what they have purchased or what they have not purchased. And I'll go in and make my recommendations of, you know, you may be getting low on this, or you may need to add this product because, because it's winter and you're going to be more dry and, you know, adding a, an HA product would be beneficial. Or I noticed you didn't purchase this in my recommendations and now would be a really good time because of why, you know, so incorporating that aspect, it really makes a big difference. And to kind of go back to the whole salesy thing, um, if I've made my recommendation and that patient purchases everything, I don't bring up retail products in the next, uh, the next treatment. I just say, is everything working for you with your retail? Great. I'm not going to try and sell them anything until they are running low on products or if they let me know that it needs a tweak. So yeah, that's, that's, uh, there's always time and it's think about, you know, I don't have time to sell. Do you not have time to educate? You know, there's, there's built in time when you go to school, they're teaching you about when you're doing the skin analysis. It's, it's an essential part of the treatment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I think this is suddenly turning into like a mini masterclass in retail sales, which I'm <laughs> very, very pleased about. Um, <laughs> No, that, that's amazing. And I also think there's a bit of that lack of time mentality kind of comes back to what you mentioned earlier about thinking of just selling one product. Um, you know, I, if that's if that was your goal, which it shouldn't be, but if that was your goal, then then I can understand, you know, people going, oh, well, I don't have time because I've got to do back to back treatments. But if you change that mindset and if you think exactly like you said, you're, you're not just talking about selling one forty dollar um, pot of cream or something like that you're, you're talking more about actually helping them in, and selling them a, a complete regimen then then it is worth the time you know it is worth that time to do it because someone once explained this to me um in such a way that to a certain degree the amount of money that you can earn from doing treatments is limited because there's only so much you can charge and there's only so many hours in a day but in theory the amount of money you can make from retail is kind of unlimited because uh -huh. If you have that trust with your clients, if you um, and, and you are recommending, as you say, um, the best thing for them, even if that is an entire rate of skincare range, then and they buy that, then, you know, that's actually unlimited as to what you can earn. So, yeah. And but there's there are also little, I guess you could call like productivity hacks or different things that you can do. Um, I teach something that's called a product sales elevator speech, you know, that gives you how you can create a, a recommendation for a product in 15 to 20 seconds and how to memorize those and creating a product template. You know, there's different things that you can do that make it a lot easier than just like trying to have the brain power to come up with an intelligent sentence. Because sometimes after, <laughs> you know, when you're having an eight hour day and you're like, wow, did I was I saying that to my last patient or this patient? You know, like at the, the estheticians out there and beauty therapists will know what I'm talking about when you have those like eight hour, 12 hour days that you're just like brain dead at the end. You know, when you have a already put together what I call a product sales elevator speech for each product, you just, it just comes out naturally, you know, and it makes your life so much easier. And then when you have, templates for this is what I like my oily skin patients. This is what I like my dry skin patients. This is what I like my 
whatever, you know, and, and having kind of set products, but then fill in the blanks to be able to customize it. It, it's really like, there are ways to do it that can make it so much easier. I love that. I love that. Now we're going to continue this masterclass in a minute, but before we do that, just want to tell you about this episode's sponsor. Sometimes as a small business owner, we need a bit of help with a quick injection of funds. And if you're wondering how to get the funding needed to help you run your small business today, well, Cabbage has the answer. Cabbage helps small business owners access simple and flexible funding right away without all those headaches that come with applying for a traditional loan. You can apply online or from your phone by securely linking your business information to get an automatic decision. There's no waiting in line, no scanning documents, and no tracking down those financial statements that you can't remember where you stored. Cabbage gives you the flexibility to decide what's best for your business. Once you're approved, you choose when to use your funds and how much to take, and you'll only pay for the funds that you actually use. Now, Cabbage has supported over 130,000 small businesses with $4 billion worth of funding already. If you want to find out more, simply visit cabbage.com forward slash beauty business. There's no cost to apply or to set up your line of credit, so why not? And as a very special bonus, because you're a beauty business podcast listener, when you qualify for funding, you'll get a $50 visa card free that you can use anywhere on whatever you want. So that's cabbage with a K, K-A-B-B-A-G-E dot com forward slash beauty business. Okay, so we're back now. Now, the next question I've got is, you did kind of mention this earlier on, but how should people be measuring their retail sales? You know, what is, what's a good way to see if your retail figures are good, bad, or just plain ugly? So the goal that I like to go for, for if you are a solo esthetician or you are working in a day spa, my magic number is 50% retail to service. And just to kind of clarify um, what retail to service percentage is, if you say you're to $1,000 worth of services in a day, if you sell $500 worth of retail products, then you would have a 50% retail to service percentage. And, you know, a lot of times people will just kind of look at me like I'm crazy and say, you know, that's, there's no way I'm going to sell that many products. And, you know, <laughs> if that's what you believe, you probably <laughs> won't. But um, if you if you break it down and you look at, like, even if I sold two regimens, you know, if I just really put my effort and made the recommendations, you would be so surprised at people. people want the recommendations. People want to feel taken care of. They want to feel like you actually care about them. And I just, I, I have a story I want to tell. I just, this just it. Yeah, came absolutely. to my mind um, right now. And it <laughs> does have to do with this. So I, I remember um, I was at Bellasante working and it was, it was like the end of one of those really long days. And I was thinking, oh my gosh, it was a Sunday too. And I, you know, just have this, aversion to working on the weekends, but I was there and it was like, Oh, I'm almost done. And then I had like a walk-in client and I was thinking, Oh <laughs> crap. And in Boston, Boston is very like, 
I don't know if like frumpy is the right, there's a lot of um, really intelligent people that are kind of like absent-minded professors <laughs> in a way, like, um, you know, they sometimes they have like different socks on or their hair is a little bit crazy and they're just like, they're geniuses because we have Harvard and MIT there. There's a lot of just, you know, so a lot of people are just kind of in that space. And this woman walked in and she was, you know, one of those people and she was wearing like a old t-shirt and white sneakers, which just gives away that she's like a professor somewhere. Um, and her hair was crazy and she had no makeup. And I was like, man, this woman is not my ideal client. She's not the mom that does pure bar that, you know, has discretionary income and comes to spa all the time. I'm like thinking all of these things. And then I thought, you know what? I am being judgmental and I am in a leadership role in this, um, in this organization. And so I need to hold myself to the same standards that I hold my team. And so I said, you know, snap out of it, do your job, you know, do your job the way that you're supposed to and give this woman the best service, you know, regardless of who cares that I'm tired and whatever. And so I, I was committed to making that effort and giving her the best service, even though I was sure she was going to be someone who was told me that she like washed her face with oatmeal or, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> those kind of things that we hear. And so I went through, you know, I did the whole process with her and then at the end of the treatment and she obviously is like the last client of the day. I'm like, man, do I want to go into my whole product recommendation? You know, and I do. And I, I said, I'm going to do it. I'm already past my time. So the entire front desk is like waiting for me to check out. And I listed out every product that I wanted her to use AM and PM. It was like a $1,200 regimen. She pulled out her black Amex <laughs> card and bought every single thing on there. And I was like, that is a lesson that I will never forget because I was being judgmental and I was judging her based off of her appearance, which was wrong, you know, because she was concerned about the health of her skin. And when I educate, I talk about how, you know, antioxidants, they're fighting free radical damage, you know, they're if you go to the Skin Cancer Foundation's website, there's a study on there that says that 90% of the signs of aging are caused by UVA, UVB damage. And we're concerned about, um, you know, antioxidants, not only for aging effect, but also for the health of our skin to prevent skin cancers, to prevent all of these other skin conditions that can happen, right? So, I'm educating in that manner, not just like you're going to have less lines and wrinkles, but this is also to really benefit the health of your skin. And it connected with her, it resonated with her and she bought every single thing. And that from that day on, I was really aware of myself working every day to not be judgmental based off of someone's appearance. Got it. Got it. Now it's a great story. And weirdly I have, kind of the a very similar story not from this industry a long time ago about when I was in when I was in university I used to work in a an electrical goods store and uh, 
this was at the time when you know, these the big tellies were just coming out, the really big ones with all the surround sound and everything like that. And we had one in the middle of the store, and because it was kind of the flagship thing, I think I can't remember whether it was a Sony or a Panasonic or something like that. But um, but the reps had come in and they told us, okay, if anyone comes and looks at this, you've got to demonstrate it in this way. And it was like a twenty minute demonstration, and this was on a busy Saturday. And I think this guy walked into the store and exactly similar thing he was kind of he had a what looked like a 40 year old scruffy leather jacket on and you know jeans that were ripped but not in a kind of a a a cool trendy way just in a sort of these old jeans and these old boots and he walks up to this thing his hair's all over the place and you could tell that every salesperson in the store was looking at this guy and thinking ah well i could earn commission on this guy but there's no way this guy's going to be able to afford this i think it was like a four thousand pound tv setup system everything and the rest of the store is full of people who are looking at washing machines and and other things like that that you just know okay well it's not as much money but i can sell any four of them in the same time that i can go and spend time with this guy who's not going to buy it because he can't afford it and i remember and i did the same thing i have to say i i I made the same assumption and i didn't go and speak to this guy because i thought i could make more money selling selling these other easier things to sell over here and i remember he hung around in the store like (laughs) practically giving off buying signals just looking around for help for a while for about 20 minutes and eventually he he sort of kind of gave up and, and wandered out and I happened to be walking past the door at the time I was probably taking some paperwork over to someone I just sold a freezer to or something and I saw this guy walk straight out and he got in a Ferrari and drove out of the car park and I remember to this day thinking that going I am never going to judge a person like that again and I'm not just saying it's about money but I made a snap judgment about this person that he wouldn't he was not interested he wouldn't be able to afford this thing and it was going to be a time waster and so mine is mine is a similar story but from a from a it was you know my failing my negative point of view that 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 made me lose what could have potentially been a very valuable sale so so yeah absolutely never judge people we all yeah we all do it you know it's human nature and I think that the you know it's just being aware of it is like we all have our own judgments. We all have our own biases. And, and, you know, in skin, it's like everyone has skin, everyone, you know, every single person, they want their skin to be healthy, you know, it's, and, and maybe they don't care about Botox or fillers or lighter laser treatments, but they want healthy skin, right? No one wants skin cancer. No one wants things like that. And so it's, it's our job to educate on whatever level we find, you know, whatever level that individual needs, whether it's just, you know, the bare basics, you know, for skincare or whether they're interested in, you know, any of these like more advanced results oriented cosmetic procedures. You mentioned it a little bit earlier on, but while we're talking about these, the measuring your figures, what, what do you consider to be a Mm -hmm. good benchmark figure for people to aim for? That's kind of, um, it's kind of a good, place to attain but you know isn't too crazy out there and does it differ depending on the type of business that you work in yes so for um like i said before for solo estheticians and day spa 50 percent is the benchmark that's where everyone should be at um for medical spas i typically recommend 30 percent and that's because the uh cost of treatment is significantly higher so a lot of times you know uh, a laser hair removal treatment would be, you know, a lot higher or whatever. Um, but I don't want those numbers to limit anybody. Those are just kind of 
benchmarks that I set out there that I work with, um, you know, everyone, when I was at Belisante, all the, the, uh, beauty therapists that were doing the medical treatments, they were required to be at 50%. And they were. They were required to be at 50%. Yes, I wow. mean. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. I mean, I, I you, you mentioned a figure earlier on that most spas are at, and that is absolutely the same um, here in the UK. Um, one of the things I do, I'm actually on the, the board of the UK Spa Association, and I'm responsible for all the benchmarking. So, so I, I get a lot of information from a lot of spas and, and see what people are doing and i have to say it's the same it's a you know most of them hover around about the eight percent conversion rate but every month there's and it's, it's all confidential so i don't get to see where they're coming in from so it's kind of all all you know above board and and all that kind of thing but every single month there's one um spa that sends in their figures and they are consistently at 40 percent um and you know by your figures that's that's not even your benchmark but but they are a standout and it's every month it's not a fluke you know they they're doing something right so so it's possible to get those things so i want to give i want to give a shout out to there's a spa here in the united states um and there's a spa that i've done a lot of work with and i do have permission from the owner okay. to share her numbers um but it is rejuve aesthetic clinic they're in fargo north dakota so it is a, uh, if you're familiar with the States, that's not <laughs> a place that, you know, yeah, it's not in New York Beverly or in Hills LA, here, no. it's kind of the middle. <laughs> no, no. They are in the top 1% of Botox injections. They are the number one provider of cool sculpting in the entire country. Um, they are, they have a, I believe a 13,000 square foot facility with 35 practitioners. Whoa. And I do a lot of coaching for their nurses and for their estheticians. And this last um, round of coaching that I did, one of their estheticians uh, was at 205% <laughs> retail to service. So it can be done. Um, she's certainly an outlier. Like that's, I would not be like, uh, you know, oh, every single person is going to be there. But their benchmark is uh, Melissa, the owner, wants their estheticians to be at 70 and 80%. And they're hitting their numbers. And it's because they have a very smart marketing plan. They do um, memberships. They do on, they have an online store. Um, you know, the technology today, there's so many things that you can do. You know, a lot of these spas are using mm -hmm. Shopify now to create an online store. And why can't you compete with Amazon? Why can't you, um, you know, you have the, the ability to sell online, to use digital ads, to target your audience, to come up with creative promotions. And so you essentially could have this little skincare boutique, you know, as almost a duplicate, a, a yeah. double business that you're selling high quality skincare and it's not, it's not just like some person that doesn't have the education in skincare. You have trained professionals giving advice. So you have the advantage. So it is definitely um, a big area of opportunity that a lot of spas are missing out on and leaving money on the Love table. Uh, you, you mentioned a few places over in the States, actually, and we should have mentioned this at the beginning. Um, I'm slightly envious because you're in Hawaii at the moment. 
which yes. is where which is where you live. Aloha. Um, I'm currently so we're recording this in uh, the middle of March, and I'm currently going into a weekend here in the UK where we've got an amber warning for more snow um, after seeing loads more snow. So I'm kind of shivering away in my studio here, uh, talking to Daniela, and she is over in Hawaii. So I'm a little bit jealous about that, but let's move on. Um, <laughs> now. I mentioned to one of my own students that I was bringing on a guest to talk specifically about retail sales. And they asked me a, an interesting question that I'm keen to get your take on. You, you, you have kind of hinted at it already. But I don't think I've ever been particularly asked this question like this before. And it was, it was, when should you start selling? Should it be in the treatment itself? And if so, how do you recommend to do this? Yeah, so that's when you go back to that that question where you're you're putting you're putting the, you're putting it in the patient's court. So when they're coming in for their treatment, you ask them, you know, would you like for me to explain what I'm doing step-by-step step and make my recommendations, or would you like to chat about it at the end? So it's going to be different for every individual. Um, but when you're doing it that way, you're letting them know. So if you're going to sell throughout the treatment, what I would do is when you're doing the skin analysis, when you're looking at their skin under the mag lamp and everything, you're going, and, and also first, let me just back up for a minute. So one thing that I really like to do is I have my mirror and I say, what is it about your skin that concerns you? And I don't want an answer like anti-aging because what does that even mean? So I have them look in the mirror and point out specifically what it is that is concerning to them. I don't like this area or I feel like, you know, this area, there's too many lines or whatever. So I see exactly what it is that concerns them. And I say, okay, I'll make sure I pay extra special attention to that area throughout the treatment. And then if I'm selling to them throughout the treatment, when I'm doing the skin analysis, I'm, I'm talking about that. I'm making sure that I'm making a noticeable effort in those particular areas. And then when I'm talking to them, like, well, you know, say they mentioned their eyes are an area of concern. Maybe you have an eye upgrade that you can offer them. And then you can also talk about, oh, well, this eye cream, it has caffeine, it has vitamin K. So caffeine is going to help tighten up the skin around the eyes. The vitamin K is going to help address dark circles that are caused by blood. So dark circles are kind of a dark circles are either caused by pigment, blood, or shadowing, and you address them in different ways. So if they're caused by blood, then products can address them. Vitamin K will help push that blood out from under the eye. So, you know, talking with the the patient about that, you know, that's an easy segue into do we have you on this eye cream? You know, if that's a concern for you. You know, so you're going and making you're kind of talking to them about the benefits. And that's another key point, actually. Um, when you're recommending products or treatments, you want to be sure that you're saying the benefit to the patient or to the client. You're not saying all the like sciencey terms that the reps are teaching you. You're saying, this will get rid of brown spots. This will address, you know, what is the benefit to them? They don't care that it has you know, five different types of HA or that, you know, this, you know, magical ingredient that's going to strengthen the ECM. The patients don't know what that is. Most of them don't know. And they don't care about all of those things. They want to know. I mean, they may care, but ultimately it's like, what is, what is the benefit going to be to them? What changes will they see in their skin 
and why should they purchase that specific product it's absolutely true and even more so if you do any treatments on guys you know i'm I'm sort of, well, I'd say I'm a typical guy, but I'm obviously not because I've worked in the spa industry for 20 years, but I still don't know what, you know, half of these things mean. I just want someone to, and it's so smart what you said about getting the mirror and getting people to point at things because I still don't know whether I've got dry skin or oily skin. I've got no idea. But if someone were to do that with me and say, what concerns you about your skin? I'd be like, well, the fact that I'm a, a dad with a young child that doesn't sleep and I look like I can carry luggage in the bags under my eyes, you know, that that's something that I want to kind of fix. And if they can go, okay, well, we've got this regimen that could help you with that. And again, I don't care what's in it, what it's made of. But if someone that I trust tells me that it's going to make that better and look better and get rid of them and, and stop me looking like I've literally not slept for three days, um, then yeah, I'm on board. So if you uh, if you do anything with guys, we don't know anything about these products. I still buy, <laughs> I still get products that. Um, so obviously, I I spend a lot of time with um, product houses and reps in in what I do, and and they're fantastic. And I have to say, every meeting I go to, I come back with some sort of goodie bag of of things. But um, you know, I don't know what they do given the name on them. I need, I always look for the directions on the side of the thing of what to do with it, and, and hopefully that'll give me some sort of clue. Um, but I have to say. So wouldn't it be amazing if your beauty therapist gave you written instructions yes. and said, step one in the morning, yes. do this. Step two in the morning, do this. You know, giving you the instructions. And then if they followed up with you, hey, how are you liking those products? Did you have any questions? If you lost your sheet, I've got it recorded here. I can easily yep. send you another copy. Like you're going to feel taken care of, right? Uh, yeah, if someone did that, and I have to say, so most of this stuff, <laughs> sorry, all the product houses that give me stuff most of it ends up with my sister i have to say <laughs> i bet she oh, she's very that. happy with this. yeah oh, yeah she's got no problem with this her bathroom probably looks a lot like your bathroom given in products and things like that <laughs> awesome this has been oh. fantastic i just want to i just want to ask is, is there anything we've kind of missed here is there anything that you um you really wanted to to get across to people about retail that we haven't kind of covered you know, I think just the most important thing is to really shift your focus on education, you know, remove the selling component from it and just think about how can I educate my patient or my client and, and really let them know the benefit. And if you don't believe in the products, then do the work to find out why you like something or why you don't, because that's going to really help you. And it's okay to say, you know, I, I actually don't recommend this product. This is, I think that this is better. Um, yeah. So do the work, put the time in for the education. If there's things that you don't know, there's amazing resources out there. Um, so, you know, we've got a ton of um, resources in the Estheticians Connect Facebook group and the files tab. I've got uh, textbooks in there and Adam, I'm more than happy to share them with your group. If you're, um, if anyone wants any resources in your group, we can, I can send them to you and you can upload them over there as well. Um, yeah. So there's just so much, there's so much education out there and really utilize, um, there's so much free education out there, you know? And so it's, it's easy yeah. to find the answers. What you have to do is ask. So I would encourage that. Yeah, love it. I think that's a pretty good place to wrap things up for this episode. It's been, like I say, it's been a bit of a, a mini masterclass. I wasn't really expecting this, but it's been great. Now, I think anyone listening can, I don't need to convince you, but anyone listening can clearly tell that Daniela is herself 
a retail sales training rock star and I advise everyone listening to to really take this information take it on board listen to this episode a couple of times because i think it's that kind of episode that you're going to get something out of it if you listen a couple of times but if people want more of you daniela i think everyone's going to warm to you if they want to track you down online where's the best place for them to go so I would encourage them to join the Estheticians Connect Facebook group. Um, it's Esthetician spelled with an A. Um, I'm sure we can link it in the show notes. I will put there it in the show notes. It. Don't worry. Yeah. Yes. Um, so I would join there. That would be kind of my starting point. Um, and yeah, so I'm on Facebook at at Addo Aesthetics. I'm on Instagram at Addo Aesthetics, and then obviously in the Estheticians Connect Facebook group. Feel free to tag me, send me a friend request, whatever you guys want to do. I am here to help. I'm in Adam's group, which is an amazing group as well. So just any Thank questions you. that you guys have, I am more than happy to help and, and share any resources that I can. It's, it's all about uh, a rising tide floats all boats. So totally. Now, and if people are really, really serious, if they've listened to something that you've said and, and clearly gone, okay, this girl knows what she's talking about. If they're really serious about upping their retail game and becoming a retail rock star, either in their own business or even if they're employed in a, a clinic or a salon or a spa and they just want to absolutely nail this sales game, I believe you've got a way to help them out. Is that right? I do. I have a an online course. It's called Spa Retail Rockstar. It is a five-module course um, that really goes into depth. And it's really about... The, the course gives you the foundational pieces, but we also have a community um, that's a private Facebook group where the ongoing education um, continues. We've got all kinds of bonuses. We have product reps that come in and do education. We do hot seats and coaching in there. Um, it's an amazing program. Um, and we are closed right now, but we will be opening again in the future. So, um, be sure to, if you're in the Estheticians Connect Facebook group or any of our groups, you will know when we reopen. Um, but it's the, the results that we're getting, um, one of my, one of my rock stars, she went from a thousand dollars a month in retail and now she's averaging 4,400 a month. And she did that in 30 days. <laughs> and so, and that's just one, you know, I've got testimonial after testimonial of um, solo estheticians who are saying, hey, you know, I want to, I'm going to take action. And, and they'll go from the promise of the program is to increase your retail sales by $500 in 30 days. And we're just seeing people skyrocket past that 650 750 a thousand you know three thousand so it's a it's a great program amazing yeah it really is guys so if, if anyone is remotely interested in in you know really seriously changing their their retail um sales figures then then i would definitely check it out and like Daniela says it's closed at the moment when we're recording this episode but i don't know when you're going to be listening so it may be open then so i will put a link to uh, to that and the group in the show notes and in the podcast description so you can really easily find awesome. it Daniela, fantastic thank you so much for being here today it's so inspiring listening to both your story um and the advice that you bring along thank you so much for having me it's been it's been great now i know well we're friends now so i'm going to speak to you soon um i can imagine i can always kind of tell 
um, when an interview goes like this, that that people are going to be messaging me going, yep, yeah, we want Daniela back on. So um, I imagine we might be <laughs> hearing from you again uh, at another point, if that's okay with you. Um, but for now, I want to say thank you so much for your time and uh, I will speak to you again soon. Perfect. So there you go. How amazing was that? And that's just the first episode of the season. I think that one is at least a two-time listen for anyone wanting to seriously increase their retail sales. And it wouldn't surprise me if this episode becomes one of the top five most listened to episodes very quickly indeed. Now, remember, all the links that we mentioned in the show today can be found on the show notes pages, which you can find at www.beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash episode 25. Also, as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, we're going to be following each show with a Facebook Live the following week to explore each topic a little bit more, to dive a little deeper and to answer any questions that you have related to the episode or the topic at hand. Now, to take part in the Facebook Live, you need to come and join me on Facebook in the Beauty Business Hackers group. Just search for Beauty Business Hackers on Facebook or again, check out the show notes page for all the links you need. Thanks very much for listening today. I know how busy you all are and how precious time can be. So I really do appreciate you taking the time to listen to the show. Oh, and I thought it was about time that we read out some more iTunes reviews. So here is one from Lisa Spacey. She says, Adam's podcast not only are fuller to the brim with really useful and applicable tools to increase fit, flow, loyalty and revenue, but they are so easy to digest. Combined with his warm and humorous bedside manner, I found these last 20 minutes a great investment of my time and I can't wait for the next episode. Oh, thanks, Lisa. Now, as always, if you do find value in today's episode, and I challenge you not to have taken something away from today's episode, then can I ask you to please leave a review on iTunes? You can do this on your phone, on your iPad, or on your computer. It really helps me to know that I'm delivering the information that you need right now. Plus, it helps other beauty business owners find the show and learn to build the salon business that they dream of too. And you never know, you might just get your review read out on a future episode. So keep it clean. Now I'm going to see you in the next episode, which if you're listening as this episode comes out, will be available on Star Wars Day. Yep, that's May the 4th for any non-geeks out there. And if I can tease the episode just a little bit, I'll be joined by another very special guest. And this time it's another fantastic mini practical workshop all around the subject of using very small amounts of money on Facebook ads to bring in a constant flow of clients to your business every day. Now, I know you've probably heard similar things like this before, but trust me, this is so actionable, so practical, you won't believe it's all fit into one podcast episode. Okay, so I'm going to see you in the next episode. Speak to you again soon. Bye now.